Welcome to Sports Tech Atlanta's Seed Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Sterling Mack, joined by Worcester Sports Radio host, Taylor Mack. Today, July 30th, we'll discuss sports tech and baseball, a bowling partnership, our product of the day, and end with funding rounds. Let's get into today's Seed Talk. So the first story we have today is on sports tech in baseball. I found the story kind of interesting uh, because it involves someone that I think if you are a um, aficionado of baseball, you might be a fan of his or not, might not be a fan of his. So Bobby uh, Tewksbury, who really kind of ushered in this this new launch angle, he's the one that um, really helped Josh Donaldson rediscover his swing. He threw to Josh Donaldson in the 2015 Home Run Derby. Um, so he has launched a, a new company, Pelotero. Am I saying that right, Pelotero? It's, it, it feels weird to say – whatever. I think it's Pelotero. Um, it, is, it is Pelotero. Okay. I want to make sure. Uh, Pelotero. Yeah, I wanted to you say want. it with a little accent. Pelotero. Why. Pelotero. But it's a software company um, that's aimed for player development training facilities, coaches, and teams. Uh, they partnered with a training facility called True Grind Systems and a baseball facility called 180 Performance Center to collect data on athletes and use it to tailor their personalized training. Taylor, what would you think about this one? So to, to make it easy for everybody, the biggest thing, you watch a MLB game, you see Giancarlo Stanton hits a home run, exit velocity, 121, distance, 495. You're like, how does that exit velocity translate to this? You're, you're like, oh, if you're if you're with friends, you're like, yeah, I, I, I get it, but you don't really get it. So you get all the statistics that come out. What this does is it helps you synthesize that and, apl- and put it in an application to where then you can apply it as a player and then have your swing go off of the numbers um, that have been collected for what you've been doing. And so what that does is now your swing goes from say at an eight degree level that you're, that your bat is at, you're hitting a ground ball. This is uh, coming from them. And then you can take that and put it and say from collective data, you should be swinging towards a 6% grade or something like that. And then now your swing is more efficient. You have more power behind it and you can apply the stats that you have from your past collected data of say raw swings that you had. And then now you can use that data, get a stronger swing, maybe some more home runs, put that to ball, but in a more effective way. Yeah, driveline baseball does a great job of this, of taking metrics, taking data of past athletes and what you to your to your point, Taylor, what your metrics say, and then being able to apply them to a personalized um, really training course to get you better. Uh, to your point, right? A lot of people don't understand what, like, how do you get launch angle? What do you, what do you do to create that torque to create uh, that correct speed throughout the zone? I, I've seen so many crazy videos on Twitter of people trying to explain launch angle, and it's absolutely false, right? There's yeah, a I lot mean, of I things on, you know, you a lot of things. On, there's a lot of things on Twitter that are false, right? But yeah, it's yeah. interesting to see. I mean, this guy, and there's some things. I mean. That I mean, you know, it's it's tough to it's. I think it's really tough to teach launch angle because, and just to teach um, what it means for like exit velocity and, and all that stuff to the lay person, just because it's like just something we haven't dealt with in baseball. But I think super cool here if someone who's really specialized in it. If you understand Josh Donaldson's story, right? I mean, 
was kind of like a, I don't want to say an average player, like, you know, pretty good for the A's and everything. And all of a sudden uh, he goes to Toronto and absolutely changes everything because it changes mm-hmm. the swing uh, and, and becomes the MVP and everything. So uh, really cool here. Uh, and shout out to Pelotero uh, for the new there advancements here. There you go. There you go. Nice pronunciation. Oh, thank you. Appreciate that. The second story we have is um, World Bowling has announced a partnership with Stack Sports. So if you remember. I've been waiting for you to talk about some bowling. I've been waiting, waiting, Sterling. I was going to ask. We haven't had. I I saw the story. uh, I saw the partnership and I was like, we got to we got to drop this in here. Um, I've been waiting to take my 30 to at least an 80. I've been this is what I've been waiting for, Sterling. Give it. Give it to me. Let me hear it. I keep interrupting. I'm sorry. I don't know if that's what's going to happen with this uh, partnership, but um, they've, uh, like I said, now it's the partnership with Stack Sports. We've highlighted a few stories where Stack Sports uh, has done some pretty cool things. Uh, if you remember, they are the um, the SaaS company that uh, really has a, a platform to be able to really utilize and and, and help integrate your um, your league better, essentially. So they've they've created this game day platform. Um, which will be poised to use for bowling, world bowling sanctioned events across the globe uh, beginning in October. So all 114 member uh, federations plus the world bowling's five continental zones will have access to game day. Um, and the platform will also allow for athletes and member federations to view and analyze tournament data more easily. This wasn't where I thought it was going. This doesn't, this does nothing for my bowling game. All this does, <laughs> if, if I'm hearing correctly, is just structure the bowling league so that you can connect points A and B together that are C, C, A, B, C, and D around the world and bring them together, which is actually very useful because I think it's the first time we've actually ever talked about anything in the bowling world that brings mm-hmm. the bowling community together to be able like you said, registrations, events, and make sure that everybody's on one accord and makes everything easier by bringing it to the application. So I think it's it's nice to see that because you have sports that you could consider behind the eight ball just a little bit and now are slowly continuing to make that integration with where, you know, majority of sports are going. So I like to see that from, from bowling. I would love to see some some ball that when I roll it, it'll just automatically hit that nice little curve and give me some strikes. But this is a start. I'm sure that's coming to be honest with you. To your point, we haven't had a boxing, uh, boxing, a bowling story and why I definitely kind of wanted to pull this one. It'll be interesting to your point, not to get too far away from the platform, which your point, which to your point is great, right? The connectivity, the ability to kind of dive in to see metrics, to see where you are from a rankings perspective, really Mm -hmm. cool to kind of tie in the whole bowling community. Um, But yeah, it'll be interesting. I don't know if you can do a ton of tech with bowling. I thought, I thought about that when I saw the story and I was like, you can't like have a ball that like moves, right? Maybe you could have something. I don't know if you remember that one story we did, I think when we first started where the pool table essentially kind of tells you where to aim, maybe you can have that for bowling. Um, but that's kind of it, right? I think, I think bowling is, is really how, how good can you be able, how well can you write? Like just, just repeat your, repeat your stroke every time that came out weird, but you you know, I throw out million dollar billion dollar ideas out every, every couple weeks. Sure. You know, you know how you, you know how you revolutionize bowling, for the average for the average bowler for the everyday bowler yeah let's hear this let's take these google glasses okay those that google glass this is no shout out to them but that concept now you have a microchip in a ball 
that ball after however many bowls you have shows you the angle and the launch area that you need to be at while you're at like Brunswick lanes or, you know, some, some type of whatever, you know, uh, commercial lane. You just out there bowling with some people. You th- they think you got on some regular glasses, but nah, these are bowling glasses. Next thing you know, you've turned that 30 or 60, you bowling 130, you getting your way to a turkey. Now you up to a 300. I'm just saying that could be some baller stuff. Obviously couldn't go for professional, but just to get your bowling better could be a nice application. That's not bad. You love the idea of having something. Um, I'm, a, that, I'm a big that, Tony Stark guy. Big I was going to say something that Iron Man would be wearing or doing. Very big. Uh, the the visual HUD that you'd find in a fire, sorry, a fighter jet. I, I love that. Well, obviously that's more in, on the plane of in between their legs and on the screen, but from a uh, glasses wear or something that shields the eyes. I think it's awesome. That's the, that's the future. We've already talked about a few things, but that is the future. Uh, thank you for that breakdown of what the future looks like. You're welcome. But I do like, no, I really do like this application though, because it starts and gets everybody in the right accord. Like, like I said before, and um, connects the bowling world. And right. so once you get the base layer of things and you, then you continue to roll out applications that will continue to make um, bowling more accessible and better for all. Yeah. Uh, yeah, last thing I'll say this. Uh, the World Bowling feels like this will see registration, to your point, and administration process simplified and digesticized. Mm-hmm. Digested, excuse me. So, um, yeah, so again, shout out to World Bowling and Stack Sports on that partnership. Next, we have our product of the week. And I'm doing uh, another Nike it- product. Hit the music. Hit the music. Let the music roll in. Let the music roll in. Pro- product of the week. Now you can keep going. I just want to let the music go. You don't have to stop. There's no stopping. Just let the music go. Oh, okay. I don't know what you were doing there. Um, this one is, I know I did the Nike ball, the Nike flight ball last week. I had seen this prior and I don't know why we haven't chosen it before, but this is the Nike Adapt. So it's their breakthrough lacing system that electronically adjusts to the shape of your foot, get the right fit uh, every game and every step is kind of their tagline there. Uh, so it's really cool because uh, it instantly adjusts your your shoes, right? It's able to like check your battery levels and more just using your smartphone. Uh, Taylor, what did you think about this? And did you look at these? Because they look like the old Mike Vicks, for if you remember his like Nike Zoom shoe. I did. And I think everybody needs to go look at this because I, I think Nike got on track um, really after, I don't know if you remember the game, LeBron uh, went over and dapped up a uh, Special Olympic player mm-hmm. that was at the Celtics game courtside. And yeah. post game, he said, he's rocking one of my shoes. It's made for disabled um, individuals so that they can lace or put their shoes on themselves and don't have to worry about lacing. So this brings that aspect of the auto lace as well as the auto customization with your shoe. So from your smartphone, you can change the color of your shoe because it has LED lights in them as well. And then you can also get the auto lace going on there. So I think Nike, obviously from a swag perspective, yeah, like you said, got the Mike Vig look on there as well. It's very sleek, but I immediately jumped to the application of the disabled world and what they can do as long as you can touch a touchscreen phone I mean, it changes the game for um, those that are, you know, impaired with their hands or anything like that. So that's a really cool 
application and keeps people looking fresh at the same time without having to ask for help from somebody. So I thought that was a really cool thing that I think this would go towards. I thought about this a couple of ways. One, mm-hmm. um, something that happens to a ton of athletes is like your shoe just will become untied as you're playing or as you're, as you're mm-hmm. doing something. Right. So mm-hmm. to, to have something that's like auto lacing and continuously like, you know, making sure that your foot has that support should take away like ankle and Achilles injuries. Mm-hmm. I also thought about it from the style perspective, right? Like it's kind of cool to be able to like change up your look just by personalizing the lights and, and changing that up. Right. So like you mm-hmm. can, cause the shoes are $400. So you can buy this shoe and now you can get different fits off with one shoe. Let me tell you what you can rock at the club with this one. <laughs> you throw some bad game at a girl and she go oh, to her friends. Girl, do not talk to the man with them light up orange shoes like he from middle school. What? Oh, she don't know. She don't know. You had orange in the first half. It is blue for the second half. You out here rolling. And then you come up and be like, nah, that was my that's a twin brother. Don't worry about him. Like, you look like look at that. Boom, boom. You can't deny somebody doesn't have a twin out here. How how callous would you have to be? But yes, from a style perspective, you could be wilding and styling. First quarter, you rocking orange with some lights that that flow under there, like a uh, it's basically like the the skyline lights that you see under a car. Um, I can't remember how what the name the official name for those those uh, those those undertow lights, whatever. But you have that that same style look for your shoes, and it does it 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 really does amp up the style. But let me ask you a question, Sterling. Yep. Is it very? Is it truly cyclical? It kind of looks like that. I mean, you saw the light up shoes when we were younger. Light up shoes were hot. They were popping yeah. across the playground. Oh, look at buddy with the light up shoes. And then you get older, like, oh, why are you rocking those still? And then now you're like, do I give respect to the light up or do, do I fall into it? Because they are expensive and people know I got the stacks on me. Or am I still looking at it like, why are your shoes lighting up? You ain't a child. Like, just get you some regular, nice looking shoes. I remember those LA gears were huge. And then like something happened, like, like someone's got stolen or something kind of crazy happened and it was in the news. So then people kind of stopped buying them and stuff like that. Um, I don't know if I want like lights on my sneakers or like if I would use that application, if I bought these, like, I think they look cool. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I really like the self-lacing aspect. I don't know if I would have the lights on unless I was like playing or doing something outside and I would kind of right. put them on. Um, but I can, I can totally see people doing, I just, for my style, I just don't want to do that, but I can totally see people doing that. And it being something where it like, kind of, to your point brings back this like mid nineties thing, you know, LA gear. I, 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 I can't even think of like the other company that had the light up shoes, but there was another one outside of LA gear that had them, uh, and kind of bring back that style. I don't think like Jinko's and stuff like that are coming back, but no, if Jinko's ever came back. I, I really don't know. I don't. I I I have no joke for that one. I just <laughs> I would just be looked like stunned if I ever saw that come back. I have seen baggier pants though. It's because it's interesting because now everyone wears like super tight stuff, and then I've seen some, um, like I, I get the like GQ, um, whatever stuff, and I've seen now more like baggier clothes, and I was like, is that a thing? Or people? Hey. 2001 was a great time. That crunk, that crunk music time was a great era. Things, life was very simple at that moment. So if there's a, a nice cross cross balance between the two, I wouldn't be upset. 
I don't know about that. I think two thousand. I think the early two thousands was some of the worst fashion we've ever had. We're outside of back. some of the outside of some of the throwback jerseys. It starts right now. We got the light up shoes at four hundred dollars. Next thing you know, tall tees are somehow going to cost one hundred and fifty dollars a tall tee. Doesn't make sense, but that's what's going to happen. Patrick Mark Beverly has those on deck for you in the bubble. He says, <laughs> "Tall tees for stack." <laughs> you know what? You're probably right, and that's going to be insane to think about when you could buy like five or ten of those right at Foot Locker for like twenty five dollars. <laughs> um, our la- <laughs> our last um, kind of thing here is is we'll jump into funding rounds. So the only one I saw this week was from Sportside. So Sportside is a London-based social sports app. They secured a $15 million phased investment from Fortunus Capital, uh, starting with the $2 million injection. The rest of the capital will be invested over the next two years. Um, The app, uh, which is actually supposed to not launch uh, this fall, is a one-stop platform for sports seekers, coaches, trainers, and gyms. People can find their sporting match by age, ability, and geography while businesses can attract new clients. What do you think about this one? Uh, no, it's, it's right on par with, you know, the time that we're in, obviously I think it's a little reactionary to the market. Um, yeah, it's good. It's good for the company. Obviously you're, you're getting 15 mil Euro here. Uh, you know, translate that as you may for, you know, us dollars, but, you it shows the market right now you can't lose at the moment but i i do fear once let's say a, a coronavirus vaccine comes out or uh the world gets a, a a stronghold on what's going on due to covid-19 then we got to see what people are going to be doing with their home gyms or the home applications that are supposed to bring people together but in an isolated place because naturally like we've always talked about people like to still be around people uh-huh. so I, I uh, you know, it's very good for them, but I, I'm still concerned as a two to three year projection on this, on what you would do uh, from here. So I, I, I'm very happy for him for sports side and, uh, you know, obviously the CEO, Jeremy Bork. Um, but I, I am a little worried or wary as to the market being so saturated, kind of super saturated a little bit and the direction that everything's going in, but I'm not trying to say that knockiness. It's just my apprehension for where everything's going. No, you're, you're totally right. Right. This, this feels like a reaction to where we are from a uh, COVID perspective. Um, <clears throat> I think the difference and, and I think why they're getting that injection right now of like $2 million and kind of the, fa- to your point, maybe kind of the, the phase of money over the next couple of years is that I think they have a, a true ability to attract advertisers and sponsors. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think they have a, a true kind of a, a true path in, in generating revenue, not just in, in connecting like sports seekers, um, but for those that want to be uh, for businesses and, and things like that. So right. um, yeah, really cool. They, they've been able to build up a, a social audience as well. And anytime you're able to do that, I think, I think you can see that there's revenue, revenue opportunities and chances that you can kind of take. So um, again, that is a sports side out of London. And those are our stories uh, for this week. Uh, TMAC29 over there. I'm at STMAC. And catch us every week at the Seed Talk Talk podcast on Apple, uh, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts.